Since that time, we have maintained that world-class level of quality in Coffee Works. So now the question, is Coffee Works financially world-class? <laughs> As I drove home from the celebration at the factory that night, I asked myself, how would we know if our company was financially world-class? Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risks. But to win big, you got to reduce it. To join our community, just go to myworstinvestmentever.com and receive the risk reduction checklist I created from the lessons I've learned from all my guests. Also, get my weekly email to help you increase your investment return. When you join the community, you get access to a super special discount for podcast listeners on my six-week valuation masterclass boot camp. The boot camp is for those who want to learn exactly how to value companies like a pro and advance their career in finance. Go to myworstinvestmentever.com to join our community for free. And when you sign up there, you will also get a list of 60 financially world-class companies. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Academy. And um, today, I want to talk to you about what it means to be financially world-class. Before we get started, I wanted to give a shout out to all of you who have left ratings and reviews. I'm so humbled to see 58 ratings in the iTunes store, all five out of five. I appreciate it very much. And a special thanks to Mel Good Karma, who left this review. My new favorite podcast. I love Andrew's format and the variety of guests and topics that he shares. We all have losses, mistakes, missteps in our lives, but often don't share those through learnings with others. <laughs> Check the podcast out. It's a must listen. And also to CD Read 3 who said, absolutely love the stories people share tons of value in every episode. Now on to the show. Many years ago, the management team of the business I co-own in Thailand, which is called Coffee Works, made it through the 10th year of an annual and massive quality audit done by one of our multinational customers. And I was basically excited when our customer congratulated us for having world-class quality. The feeling among our management team and all employees was ecstatic. Since that time, we have maintained that world-class level of quality in Coffee Works. So now the question, is Coffee Works financially world-class? <laughs> As I drove home from the celebration at the factory that night, I asked myself, how would we know if our company was financially world-class. I felt a bit disappointed with myself because I should have had the answer long ago. After all, as a financial analyst, I had already developed various tools to evaluate the stocks I was either recommending or owning. Now let's talk about developing a measure to meet many requirements. So at that time, I set out to develop a tool that could meet the following requirements. It had to be one measure that definitely assessed whether a company was 
financially world-class. So the point is just one measure. I don't need to see many. It had to be a measure that, if improved, could be shown to increase the value of the business. It had to be able to stand up to rigorous scrutiny from finance academics and professionals. And it had to be clear whether a company was moving up or down in that ranking. It had to be able to be used by both sophisticated financial analysts as well as company managers who knew nothing about finance. It needed to be robust enough that we could use it in coffee works for the assessment of management performance. And it needed to be a financial measure that would bring the management team together instead of pitting them against each other. It also needed to be able to be used for any company in the world. Now, you may say, Andrew, that seems like pretty tough requirements, and you are right, but I succeeded. Let me tell you about the world-class benchmarking scorecard that I designed. About seven years ago, I developed this world-class benchmarking scorecard that met all of the above criteria, and I rolled it out to the CoffeeWorks management team. Now, we update it every month, and at that time, meaning when we update it, we review the company's financial performance. Though we're not financially world-class every month, the whole management team now thoroughly understands when we are not. And as a result, they then make more informed decisions. Do you know if your company is financially world-class? Does your management team? The world-class benchmarking scorecard is based upon science. In creating the scorecard, we did a lot of academic style testing of various measures measures that people know of like ROE, ROIC, various measures, net profit margin. From that testing, we could calculate the percent increase in the company's value from improving the ranking. Hmm. This is why the scorecard is also so handy for picking stocks, and I use it all the time. So besides using the scorecard to help management teams, we also use it daily in ASTOTS investment research to evaluate the financial performance of any company in the world. Now we regularly perform an internal assessment of many thousands of companies worldwide. And internally, we designate some of them as world-class companies. Maybe the company you work for is world-class. Maybe your company is world-class. So what is a world-class company? What follows is our internal process of identifying world-class companies around the world. We start with a universe of 26,000 firms worldwide. In fact, there's about 55,000 companies listed on stock markets across the world. But this 26,000 companies are the largest, most liquid of them. I do exclude the banking sector. That's a separate assessment that I do for my clients and myself. And these 26,000 firms are worldwide and they're across 10 sectors. Communication services, consumer discretionary, consumer staples, energy, healthcare, industrials, information technology, materials, real estate, and utilities. To determine a world-class company, we focus on one measure. I call it profitable growth. This is a composite of two measures that matter most regarding share price performance, profitability, and growth relative to global sector peers. Remember, we're trying to say, is this company financially world-class, not is this company best in its country or in its region. We consider the world-class company status within each sector. In other words, there is no one world-class company in the world. Instead, there's only a world-class company 
at the top of each sector. Starting with 26,000 companies, we got down to 60 companies out of this 26,000 or about 0.2% that made it to this final round. So what I'm gonna to talk to you about is 60 companies. And before I continue on, let me tell you that if you just go to myworstinvestmentever.com and sign up for membership, you'll get access to many things, but you also get access to these list of 60 companies. The companies that constituted the universe were, were listed on any stock exchange during 2019 to 2021. So it could be a company all the way from Japan, China, to the US, to Brazil, all around the world. But it had to have at least $50 million in market capitalization as of the end of May 2021. Each company that achieved this designation has maintained itself in the top four deciles for profitability and growth relative to sector peers of similar size for at least 10 quarters. These companies have also shown a net profit for the past three years on a quarterly or semi-annual basis. In addition, the winners had the highest profitable growth score based on their past 12 months of reported results as of May, the end of May, 2021. World-class companies from around the world. The developed world hosts 41 of this group of 60 world-class companies, which is natural considering the size and maturity of the developed markets. 20 companies come from the Americas, but interestingly, 20 companies also come from Asia. 18 of the 20 companies came from the US, 10 came from Asia, excluding Japan, nine came from Western Europe, Australasia and Japan each contributed six. Now, world-class companies from all sectors. It's interesting to note that outside of the economic area of North America, the next largest region was in fact right where I'm living in Bangkok, Thailand, which is part of the Association of Southeast Asian Nations or ASEAN, which has contributed eight companies. Scandinavian companies seem to do quite well. They contributed five. Now, nearly 17% of all 26,000 listed companies across the world are consumer discretionary companies. And in our universe, that sector has produced 19 world-class companies. The industrial sectors account for the most number of all companies listed in stock markets worldwide. And from our universe, we have selected 13 companies that are world-class. Now, remember, my number one goal for the next 12 months is to help you, my listener, reduce risk and increase return in your life. To achieve this, I've created our community at myworstinvestmentever.com. So join to get a special discount for podcast listeners to my six-week Valuation Masterclass Bootcamp, but also get the Excel file of these 60 companies that I am talking about. As we conclude, I want to thank you for listening to the show. And that's a wrap on one of my own stories to help us create, grow, and protect our wealth. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott, saying, I'll see you on the upside.